They are the monks, all Arahant monks, all, all enlightened monks, 500 monks. They got together uh, for a council where they rehearsed this Dhamma. By that time, the Dhamma, the te- this teaching or discourses delivered by the Buddha was not in particular order. It is said like flowers, different kinds of flowers on an altar. Different kinds of flowers, not in particular order. But they got together to keep this in order, that is to codify. They rehearsed the Dhamma, codified the Dhamma. At this council, they understood the Dhamma taught by the Buddha, the different discourses, are in different categories. Like there are some lone discourses, some short discourses. Some can be put into the category of like a numerical order. And also they, are, they found some are middle, middle length ones. So in this manner, they categorize this. They categorize this arhant, they discuss this and they categorize the Dhamma, the lone discourses in one group. That is called lone discourses of the Buddha. In Pali, we call it Diga Nikaya. Diga Nikaya. When the reference is given in a book, you find DN. DN for Diga Nikaya. Then they found the middle length discourses. That was another category which is called Majjima Nikaya. You find the reference as MN. MN for Majjima Nikaya. Middle length sayings. Then there, as I said, there were some short discourses together with some stanzas, discourses with stanzas, which is called connected discourses in Pali, Sangyukta Nikaya. The reference given in the books is SN, Sangyukta Nikaya. Then they, are, they found some which can be categorized according to their numbers. Like, if you want their number, these are called numerical discourses in Pali, Anguttara Nikaya. Anguttara is the reference when given reference A-N, that is Anguttara Nikaya. Now, these uh, numerical discourses are like from 1 to 11. It's a category from 1, 2, 3, 4, like that up to 11 number. So, whenever you want to find some particular fact, you have to go to the number. Say, for instance, if you want to find out the four noble truths, you have to go to the force, number force. If you want to find where the eightfold path, you have to go to the number eight, like that. That is how these monks categorized this, codified this Dhamma. So this Dhamma, by that time, not uh, written in any books, not in uh, writings. All these, from teacher to pupil, descendants, they preserved this Dhamma. From that time, not only only the Arahans, later on, of course, worldly, worldlings, worldly monks, uh, they remembered, the, they memorized this and kept this preserved this Dhamma for about 500 years, teacher to people descendant. Especially the Sri Lankan monks, 
they preserved this Dhamma for many years. Then uh, somewhere around first century, they had to write this down on palm leaves, ola leaves, palm leaves. That is for the first time, the teaching of the Buddha was written on palm leaves in Sri Lanka. So thereafter, a person, a gentleman from uh, England named Reeds David, he went to Sri Lanka for civil service. Then he learned Pali, Sinhalese, and he brought these books to England and established the Pali Text Society in which he, together with his friends, they uh, romanized these Sinhali scriptures to English scriptures. Romanized, that is called romanized. They romanized this first and thereafter translated into English. That is how we got these English person, persons today. Okay, this is how we have to understand the original discourses we use. As I said, we here at Bhavana, we use only the original discourses of the Buddha. Not the commentaries, no sub-commentaries, no sub-sub-sub-commentaries, nothing. Only the original discourses of the Buddha. So, whenever I say original discourses, you to understand this referring to learned discourses, middle-length discourses, connected discourses and numerical discourses. These are basically these things. So, now let's come to the topic. Our topic tonight is mindfulness of breathing. Mindfulness of breathing in Pali is anapanasati. You to understand this. We use Pali terms because it is the language that the Buddha communicated and when we use the Pali terms we can understand the terms, the meanings, better, clearly. So, therefore, we want to use Pali terms also. Ana, Pana, Sati. Ana means breathing in. Ana. Apana means breathing out. Ana, Apana, Sati. You know the meaning Sati now, as I told you yesterday. Sati means mindfulness. So, Ana, Pāna sati means giving attention, being become mindful with the breath, in breath, out breath. Ana pāna sati. That is how we to understand. In the time of the Buddha, there was a king named Mahakappina. Uh, he was a senior king, senior to the Buddha. When he was enthroned. He was India. The Buddha was not born. No, no Buddhism there. After several years, he wanted to understand the teaching of the Buddha, but no word of the Buddha there. Later on, he kept some messengers at the four entrances of the four directions to get the, any message from any directions, from four directions, about the Buddha. So the messengers were at the entrances of the city. 
One day a group of merchants came to this city and they talked about Buddha. They gave the gave sort of message that the Buddha is living in a particular monastery in Savatthi, the city called Savatthi. Now these messengers took this message to the king that the Buddha has appeared in the world. Now he is delivering Dhamma, he is giving the sermons and practice, uh, giving meditation instructions like that. On hearing this, the king abdicated his throne. He gave up everything, his worldly life. Now is the time to go meet the Buddha. He, together with some ministers, he gave up everything, he went to see the Buddha. It was not very close distance, about thousand miles. He had to walk. He, unlike today, no, no accessible easy to assess roads. He had to go through the jungles, woods and crossing some rivers even in India. It was a very difficult journey. When he went to see the Buddha, Buddha himself saw how he is coming together with his friends. Buddha through divine eye saw that he was coming. So the Buddha wanted to go forward to meet him on the way. The Buddha went for some extent and Buddha was seated under a tree practicing. Buddha was sitting. While sitting, you know, the Buddha had this, uh, what you call it, halo, the aura, three color, uh, six colors. When the Buddha was there, he, when he came closer, he saw the Buddha and he together with his friends, went to the Buddha. Buddha taught him the Dhamma. They all entered the path. They all became stream enterers. By the same time, his queen, Anoja, her name is Anoja, she together with her friends, together his retinue of mates, they also came here to see the Buddha. They also followed the same path and came to see the Buddha. Then the Buddha taught the Dhamma to them. They themselves entered the path. They themselves became stream enterers. While the first group, the king and his friends, the ministers, they became one sweetness. When the queen and the others became one uh, stream enterers, the king and ministers became, they, they got the opportunity to enter the second level, that is once written, so Sakadagami. So they then all together went to the monastery. The nuns, of course, they went to the nunnery, the monks went to the monastery. Where this king, Mahakapina, he was practicing, one day he was practicing, the Buddha saw him. His body is very well erect, erected body. And no move, moving, no shaking, no trembling, no wavering, fearing, nothing. Very strict, like a rock he is practicing. Not only one time, the Buddha saw this several times and now the, this time Buddha seen him and just the monks, as monks. Monks, have you ever seen 
this monk, when he was practicing, have you ever seen that his body is shivering, wavering, wavering, trembling, any sort of curve? Have you ever seen this? Even whether it is in group or in private, have you ever seen? The monk said, no, we have never seen this. He, this is how he practiced. Whenever he practiced, this is how he is doing. Uh, then the Buddha said, uh, this is because of practicing mindfulness of breathing. It is because of mindfulness of breathing. Whenever you practice mindfulness of breathing, you can be more and more alert, more and more mindful. Your body, you can understand your body. You can understand your breath clearly. Then you can keep the body erect. Ah, the Buddha said this. So this way, the Buddha emphasized, Buddha sort of encouraged the monks to practice mindfulness of breathing. Mindfulness of breathing is everybody's meditation. You know, all Buddhists, Almost all Buddhists, they practice mindfulness of breathing. Because it is easy. It is easy simply because it is always with you. Your breath. That is the easy thing. Not, not the practice in all these 16 steps. But the easy thing is that you don't want to find any sort of object. Say, for instance, the Hasina object, like this, like anything... Or when you go to meditate, you don't want to take anything. Just you can go anywhere you like and just sit and observe your breath. The breath is always with you from the time, from the day, from the time of your birth. So, mindfulness is, therefore I say, everybody's practice. We all, we all practice mindfulness of breathing. There's worldlings. Worldly people, they all practice mindfulness of breathing. And those who enter the path, you know, to enter the path, as I said last night, there are ten fetters. Of the ten, to enter the path, one has to cut off the first three fetters. The first three fetters are Sakkayaditti Vichikicca Silabhata Paramasa in Pali. In English, Sakkayaditti is personality belief. Personality belief, Sakkayaditti. Vichikicca. Vichikicca is doubt. Vichikicca. Then the third, Silabhata Paramasa is clinging to rules and rituals. So these three, once you cut off these three, you can enter the path. You can become an stream enterer, stream winner. So all this Stream winners, stream mentors, they practice mindfulness of breathing. And then the, the next step is called once returners, sakadagami. Once returners are those who have cut off the first three fetters and attenuate, weaken the next two. What are the next two? Next two fetters? Kamaraga patiga. Kamaraga is sensual desire. Kamaraga, lust and delight, you can say. Sense desires. Kamaraga, patiga. Next one is patiga. Patiga is repulsion. Revulsion, repulsion. So, those who have cut off the first three and attenuate the next two are called once returners. 
once returns means they return here only one time when one attain when one becomes uh, becomes a stream enterer he or she has to cut off sansaric cut off all these ten fetters and attain enlightenment within seven lifetimes maximum seven lifetimes that means he or she will be born in sansara only maximum only seven times before that has to cut off all ten fetters and attain enlightenment so once returners they has they have to come only one time that is why he called once returners then they also practice mindfulness of breathing and those who have cut off all these five fetters which are called five lower fetters are called non returners non returners means they never return here they after their death they are born in pure abodes pure abodes some some certain heavens where they can complete their sansaric journey over there that is why they don't want to come they are called non returners so they themselves practice mindfulness of breathing and those who have cut off the next five they are called higher fetters higher fetters higher fetters are ruparaga aruparaga mana uddacha avicha ruparaga ruparaga means craving to material existence material world to to be born in material world they have craving sort of attachment clinging craving to material existence aruparaga is craving to exist in the immaterial existences immaterial world aruparaga then mana mana is conceit uddacha restlessness avicca ignorance those are the five higher fetters those who have cut off all these ten fetters are called arahants enlightened ones they themselves practice mindfulness of breathing and the buddha himself tathagata the buddha himself practice mindfulness of breathing one day while the buddha was dwelling at the place called ichchanangala the buddha addressing the monks said monks i would like to take my seclusion for 3 months nobody is going to come and meet me except the one who is bringing my daily meal so saying the buddha took his uh, seclusion for 3 months after 3 months seclusion the buddha emerged from seclusion and said monks as tathagata buddha when the buddha uh, referred himself buddha did not say i i i like i do like this i do like this buddha used the term tathagata to refer himself so tathagata when the tathagata is in seclusion those who are not familiar with this like the sects different wanderers from other sects they might think what is what he is doing in seclusion they want to know because you know sometimes people have sort of doubt what what they are doing in the name of seclusion 
even here when with the monks, they were in the seclusion, sometimes the people is not sure what they are doing, because in, the, in their kuti is nothing. Huh? <laughs> nothing to do. Just, just not only the monks seclusion, even when the people are practicing meditation, you see, those who are not familiar with this thing, what, what he is doing over the time sitting? Huh? Whenever you see, is he or she is sitting. So people think, is this meditation? It's no proof. What is the proof of it? What is the benefit of this? Just sitting. Hmm? It is like the hen, you know, the hen hatch eggs. <laughs> huh? Chicks. The hen hatch has, has to hatch eggs. The hen goes there and just sits on eggs. That is what she does. She, she never do anything else. Right? But after several days, you can see chicks all over. Right? Breakthrough, they come chicks. Ah, just like that, the meditators, all meditators do the same thing. So those, they sit like, silently they sit, they have good results. They are practicing. They are mindful. They are, they are developing their mind. So, the results are there. So, that is how, the, when the other uh, wanderers from other sect, they, as they are not familiar with this custom, they might ask what he is doing, what the target, what the Buddha is doing in seclusion. The Buddha said, whenever they ask, say, the Buddha is practicing mindfulness of breathing. The Buddha himself said, monks, when my breath is going in, when the breath is going in, I understand as it is going in. When it is going out, I understand as it is going out. You see, that is what we do. We all have to do that. One thing, mindfulness of breathing. So, Buddha, here the Buddha said, this is the, this is the noble dwelling, noble one's dwelling, Arya Vihara. Arya means noble, noble's dwelling. Mindfulness of breathing, Buddha gave three epithets, three special words to mindfulness of breathing. The first one is Arya Vihara. This is called Arya Vihara. Arya Vihara means noble one's dwelling, noble dwellings. Then Brahma Vihara, the second epithet given is Brahma Vihara. Brahma means divine, divine dwelling. This is the divine dwelling. Anapanasati, the mindfulness of breathing, divine dwelling. And the third, this is the Tathagata dwelling. Tathagata means the Buddha. It is the Buddha's dwelling. Tathagata Vihara. So, Arya Vihara, Brahma Vihara, Tathagata Vihara, three terms. So, Buddha said, this all trainees and those who have completed the training, they all practice this. The Buddha gave two ter terms to the trainees and the adepts, those who have completed. Trainees, the term given is seka. Seka means training. Trainees, there are trainees. And there are some, those who have completed training. According to the Buddhist stratification of society, there are three levels. The first level is the worldlings, those who have not heard Dhamma properly, those who have not seen 
the noble ones. Those who are not prudent enough in the noble ones teaching. Those who have not well trained, well disciplined in the noble ones teaching are called worldlings, worldly people. That is the first level. The second level is trainees are sacred. Trainees are those who are in the holy life, the, the trainmentors, once returners and non-returners. They are called trainees because they are in the training. They are undergoing a training. That is the high training. So they are called trainees, sacred. And those who have cut Completed the training are called Asseka. I get the word. Asseka. Asseka are the Arahams. They all practice mindfulness of breathing. So this is why I say this is everybody's practice. Mindfulness of breathing is everybody's practice. But there is a caution, warning. Buddha said, Naham Bhikkhavi Muttasatissa Asampajanas Anapanasati Vadami. Once Buddha said, Naham Bhikkhave Muttasatis Asampajanas Anapanasati Vadami. Monks, I do not recommend mindfulness of breathing for those who are unmindful, blunt mindful, blunt mindful, unmindful, unmindfulness, unmindful and not Clear comprehension. Those who have no clear comprehension and no proper mindfulness. For them, Buddha said, I do not recommend mindfulness of breathing. Friends, we all are mindful. We all are practicing. As we are practicing, we are mindful enough. We have clear comprehension. Therefore, we can practice mindfulness of breathing. We can study mindfulness of breathing. So, let's now come to understand the steps of mindfulness of breathing. According to the Satipatthana Sutta, great discourse on establishments of mindfulness, Satipatthana, Maha Satipatthana Sutta, the Buddha uh, introduced four steps which we are practicing following nowadays. Let's understand the four steps. To practice these four steps, the Buddha said first, Find a suitable, congenial place. Buddha recommended three places. Go to a woods. Buddha said, go to a woods to practice mindfulness of breathing. Go to a woods. Second place, go to a foot of a tree. Third, go to an empty house, empty hut. So, here you have this this is a sort of woods, there are trees, there is an empty house here. Nobody is dwelling here. Right? We all are in this empty house, we all can practice. That is the Buddha's recommendation for finding a suitable place. Then the Buddha said, then sit properly. Sit properly. You see, Buddha has given all this in details. How to practice? Sit properly. Aranyagatova, Rukkamulagatova, Sunyagargatova, Nisidati Pallankanga Bujitta. Sit properly, like cross-legged. Sit properly. Not necessarily the cross-legged, but sit properly so that your, your body is, your posture should be sort of 
stable one, very well established, well grounded. Otherwise, while you are practicing, you are moving this way, that way. That is why the Buddha recommended the proper posture, very, the stable, very well established one. If you sit like a triangle, that is the best way to sit. Okay, so then the Buddha said, Ujjankayam Panitaya, keep the body erect, straight body. Ujjankayam Panitaya. Parimukam Satyang Upatapetva, give your attention to the front of your face. The purpose is observing that. In order to observe breath, you have to give attention to your nose, the base of your nostrils. So, the Buddha said, give attention. Ujjunkayam Panidaya Parimukam Satyang Upatapetva. Now, Buddha said, Satova Asa Sati. Satova. Sato means mindful. Satova Asa Sati. Mindfully observe, mindfully breathing in. Asa Sati is breathing in. Mindfully breathing out. So, Satova Asa Sati. Satova Asa Sati. This is the preparatory steps which we did yesterday. And then the second one, the Buddha said, Digangva Asasanto Digang Asasamiti Pajanati Digangva Pasasanto Digang Pasasamiti Pajanati While you are practicing, observing your breath, not all the time, at a time, at a time, you can understand that there is a lone breath. Uh, whenever you feel lone breath, understand that lone breath is going in. Breathing in, long. And whenever it comes, comes down, understand, long breath out. Long breath in, long breath out. Now you you got one thing, that is long breath. Long in comparison to short. Where there is long, there is short. Now, then you can understand short breath as well. Without short breath, there is no lone breath. Without lone breath, there is no short breath. That is why these two should go together. You cannot practice uh, lone breath today and short breath tomorrow. That is why here I have recommended you to practice this both together today. Today, whole day, you all practice this, understood this together. Lone breath in, lone breath out. Short breath in, short breath out. So the first step is lone breath in, lone breath out. Second is short breath in, short breath out. Now, third, which we have to practice tomorrow. We are going to practice tomorrow. Buddha said, Sabbakaya pati sangvedi asasissamiti sikhati Sabbakaya pati sangvedi asasissamiti sikhati Now, here we have to understand one particular particular word, the, the, the verb that the Buddha used. The first and the second, the Buddha used the term Pajanati. Pajanati means know well. Janati to know. Pajanati means know well. When you breathe in alone, know it well. When you breathe out alone, know it well. Then when you breathe in short, know it well. When you breathe out short, know it well. Know it well. Pajana. Now when you come to the third step, the Buddha says, 
शब्द खाय पटि संवेदी अस्य शिष्यामीति सिखति पशु शिष्यामीति सिखति सिखति इज द वर्ब यूज हियर सिखति मींस ट्रेनिंग नाउ फर्स्ट ही सेड नो इट वेल देन नाउ सेज सिखति ट्रेन ट्रेनिंग इट इज अ ट्रेनिंग यू नो ट्रेनिंग व्हाइल यू आर इन अ ट्रेनिंग व्हाइल यू आर अंडरगोइंग अ ट्रेनिंग यू कैन नॉट गो यू कैन नॉट टेक अ शॉर्ट लीव go and come back you have to undergo the train training to complete like military training say you have to stay there until you finish it so train train your mind how sabda kaya pati sangvedi let's take this pali word then you can understand the meaning clearly sabda means all sabda means all kaya means body pati means contact touch sangvedi means sensitive now this is the meaning when you observe your breath you can understand that it touches at the entrance of your nostril then you have to give attention to that point and you have to understand the breath is dragging in whole breath body you have to understand the whole breath body from the time of contact the entrance of your nostrils you to understand that the both breath is going in 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 once your lungs filled with air no more breath to go in uh, now that is the end it is not necessarily to understand the, the lungs just you to give your attention uh, to the entrance of your nostrils and understand breath in 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 once finish or uh, this finish that is the end so whole breath body all breath body means from the time of touching at the end of the nostril you to observe whole breath all breath from here to here in other words the familiar terms is middle uh, beginning middle ending some of you must have practiced this this way beginning middle and ending middle means not right the middle this is the starting beginning this is the middle this is the end that is not the way that we when we say middle from starting from beginning to the end is the middle from beginning to the end is the middle this is what is called middle from beginning to the end that means you have to observe all the way from the starting from the beginning to the very end ah that is then your mind is very well focused your concentration is quickly come to the very good level is your concentration is developing very well this is the third level which we have to practice tomorrow okay then the buddha said that the fourth step is pasang bhayam kaya sankaram asasisamiti sikkhati asasisamiti sikkhati this is sikkhati this is training now now from here to the very end until you attain enlightenment is the training that is how the buddha has given this so now this level this this stage is called the fourth one pasang bhayam kaya sankara kaya sankara kaya sankara means breath kaya sankara means breath bodily formation breath 
Pasambhayam. Pasambhayam means calming. You know, while you are practicing in this manner, you can understand that your breath is calming, not agitating. Not agitating, it's calming. Moment by moment it's calming, calming your breath. Sometimes you, you understand that, you feel that you are like, you are not breathing in and out. Huh? So, that comes to the level of calming, that is called calming breath, calming your breath in and out, observe in and out, calming breath, that is the fourth level. So these are the four, four levels or four steps that the Buddha taught in the Mahasatipatthana Sutta. Okay, now let's come to the Anapansati Sutta where the Buddha taught these sixteen steps. Let's understand the sixteen steps also. This discourse was delivered when the Buddha was dwelling uh, at the place called Migara's palace of the Migara's mother. Migara's mother. Migara's mother is another name for Visaka. She was the chief benefactress of the Buddha. She practiced generosity very well as she was the foremost among the practitioners of generosity. She gave dana every day for many monks, hundreds of monks. She built a monastery named Migara Pasada, Migara Mata's Pasada. That is the palace of Migara's mother. So when the Buddha was living there one day, as it was the full moon, full moon day, full moon night, the old monks, all well-known, eminent monks of the Sasana, they were there on that day. Like Venerable Maha Sariputta, Maha Moggallana, Maha Kachana, Maha Kottita, Maha Kappina, Venerable Anuruddha, Revata, Ananda, they all were there in that monastery on that day. That was the night time. The Monks, these senior monks, they all were outside of the building in, in a sort of uh, open area. They all were sitting on the floor, groups, in different groups. The senior monks taking the junior ones as 10 in one group, 20 in another, 30 in another, 40 in another, like that. Different groups in different places in the monastery. It's a big, very big area, it's a large area. So the monks were there under the rays of the moon. Just imagine the monks sitting under the, the rays of the moon, all shaven heads, glittering. <laughs> and their saffron robes, the brightening. Right? So, in this situation, the Buddha saw this. And seeing this, the Buddha says, Monks, I am content. My mind is content seeing this. It's so happy occasion, you see. The Buddha says, I am content. The, the, the term used is not that I am very happy, I am elated or sort of, it's not, it is emotional, you know. As Buddha had no emotion, Buddha used the term content. I am content seeing this. This, in this assembly, Buddha says, in this assembly, it is 
free from prattle no no useless term useless talking huh? no useless endless talking free from prattle free from chatter idle chatter like no backbiting no malicious talk no frivolous talk this assembly this community is worthy to be worthy of respect worthy of reverential salutation worthy of gift they are worthy of hospitality this monks this great assembly is the field of merit for the world for the humans for the beings this is the field of merit punyakyata anuttaram punyakyatam lokasya buddha said and then the buddha further said in this group in this assembly i see monks those who have completely cut off their fetters and attain enlightenment the arahants i see there are some monks here they are non-returners i see some are once returners some are stream enterers and i see there are some are practicing developing four establishments of mindfulness some are practicing the four great effort some are practicing the four roads to power some are practicing the spiritual faculties some are practicing the spiritual powers some are practicing seven factors of enlightenment some are practicing the noble eightfold path here in this assembly i see some are practicing foulness slothamness of body repulsiveness of body in this assembly i see some are practicing perception of impermanence and some are practicing mindfulness of breathing saying this the buddha explained what mindfulness of breathing is buddha said monks when mindfulness of breathing is developed and cultivated it is of great fruit great benefit and then he said what i recited what i said at the beginning of this dhamma talk buddha said monks when mindfulness of breathing is developed and cultivated it fulfills four establishments of mindfulness when the four establishments of mindfulness are developed and cultivated they fulfill seven factors of enlightenment when the seven factors of enlightenment are developed and cultivated they fulfill knowledge and liberation now the buddha said the 16 step of the 16 first four we already discussed let's come to the next four that means from fifth one fifth one is when the when the when your mind when your breath is calm in you can experience rapture piti pati sangvedi asasisami tisikati pasasisami tisikati you can experience rapture then the next one you can understand happiness sukha pati sangvedi asasisami tisikati pasasisami tisikati sukha happiness then you can understand chitta sankhara pati sangvedi mental formation 
early the bodily formation now mental formation what are the mental formation perception and feeling you can understand perception and feeling then you can understand the common common of the mental formations as well common of the mental formation so four steps are again rapture happiness mental formations and common mental formations those are the next group these are you know as there are 16 there are four sets of four four sets of four the first set we discuss from the mahasatipattana sutta and now according to this sutta the next steps next uh, four and now the third four third tetrad buddha said you can understand your mind properly chitta patisangvedi chitta is mind you can understand mind when you practice mindfulness of breathing in this manner you can understand your mind then you can understand the gladness of your mind gladness in the mind very happy then the concentration of mind then the next one is release or liberate in mind liberate in mind means your mind is liberating completely liberating from five hindrances by this time no more five hindrances from this time there is no more five hindrances this is the time where you completely cut off completely eradicate five hindrances and then the last four steps the last four steps are you can understand impermanence then dispassion viraga then the cessation and finally complete relinquishment relinquishment of all impurities so these are the 16 steps it takes long time to explain if i want to explain all this it takes hours so let's understand in brief in this manner today if you want to later on you can understand in details so now these 16 steps buddha said this is how to how one has to practice mindfulness of breathing then the buddha said when you practice developed cultivated mindfulness of breathing it fulfills four establishments of mindfulness simultaneously how as i said there are four sets now the buddha said whenever you observe whenever you practice the four uh, first four first four steps you are practicing developing mindfulness of body mindfulness of body is one of the four components of four establishments of mindfulness so that is called kaye kaya anupassi viharati you are observing understanding establish mindfulness body as body ah uh, that is what you are doing whenever you are practicing the first four steps okay when you go to the second categories the next four when you go to that you are observing developing cultivating the second component of mindfulness that is satipatthana second component is feelings as feelings you are developing feelings as feelings 
understanding, developing, cultivating feelings as feelings. When you go to the third set, where you are developing, cultivating mind as mind, Mind as mind is the third component of the establishment, four establishments of mindfulness. Third one. When you go to the last group, where you are practicing, developing, realizing the fourth components of the four establishments of mindfulness, that is observing, understanding the mental objects as mental object. Those are the four components of the four establishments of mindfulness. So, when you are practicing developing one thing, you are developing four things simultaneously. Then the Buddha said, when you develop and cultivate these four, four establishments of mindfulness, they fulfill seven factors of enlightenment. How? You are developing mindfulness. When you develop mindfulness, the first factor of enlightenment is mindfulness. You see, as you have mindfulness, you are developing mindfulness. Now, you are developing the first factor of enlightenment, mindfulness as a factor. Ah, when you have mindfulness, now you have wisdom also. Mindfulness and wisdom go together. So, you have mindfulness and wisdom and also clear comprehension, wise attention. All these qualities are there, enclosed, encompassed. Now, you can see the Dhamma, you can see the, the nature, nature of things, nature of real nature of the object of your meditation, where you have investigation. You are embarked upon to understand things as they are. Now, this is called the second factor of mindfulness, which is investigation of the Dhamma. You are developing investigation of the Dhamma. When you develop investigation of the Dhamma in this manner, you want to do it again and again. You want to understand more and more things. Then you arouse energy. That is what is called the enlightenment factor of energy, virya. With that you have rapture in you. Rapture. That is the next one, next factor of enlightenment. Enlightenment factors. And when you have rapture, then your body becomes, sort of come to the state of tranquility. That is called pasaddi. When you have pasaddi, tranquility, your mind is calm and come to the state of concentration. That is samadhi. This is another another factor of enlightenment. Now, the last is equanimity. When you have concentration, good concentration, as you have mindfulness, your mind comes to the state of equanimity. In this manner, when you practice, develop four establishments of mindfulness, you are developing the seven factors of enlightenment as well. These seven factors of enlightenment called bhajjanga, which lead you to the attainment of enlightenment, for the realization of the four noble truths. Ah, the Buddha said, when you practice, develop, cultivated seven factors of enlightenment, 
they fulfill knowledge and liberation. What is knowledge? Knowledge here means four noble truths. You can understand four noble truths. That is the realization. Whenever you realize the four noble truths, that is what is called liberation. That is how mindfulness of breathing helps us to understand, realize the real reality, realize these four noble truths and liberation. When you come to the state of liberation, you yourself know this. The Buddha said, Vimuttasming, Vimuktamiti Jnanam Hoti. When you are liberated, you can, you can understand, you can realize that it is liberated. Not I am liberated, but it is liberated. What is liberated? Not you, not this body. What is liberated is your mind. It is liberated. Vimuttasming, Vimuktamiti Jnanam Hoti. With this, the one who came to this state can understand that Kina Jati destroyed all birth. Destroy birth means you will not be born again. Birth is destroyed. Kina Jati. Pusitam Brahmacharya. I led the life in the holy life. I led the holy life. Pusitam Brahmacharya. Katang Karaniyam. Done what had to be done. Finish. Everything finished, done. Katam karaniya naparang ittathaya. You can understand that there is no more to be done. This is the realization. That the one who realized this four noble truth is the arahant, the enlightened one, who has no attachment, no repulsion, living with us in this society after the attainment of enlightenment. At the dissolution of the body, at his death, after his passing away, there is no place to cling to, no place to be born. So the attainment of enlightenment, the result is within this lifetime, not after this, not after this life. So within this very lifetime, one can attain enlightenment and lead a life as an enlightened one. So all these results are the results of practicing mindfulness of breathing. Friends, let's understand the significance of practicing this wonderful technique introduced, enunciated by the Buddha. And let's, with a great courage, with a, with a great trust, confidence, conviction in the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha, let's practice, continue our practice so that we all can live a happy, peaceful life and finally attain perfect peace, perfect happiness of Nibbana. May we all attain perfect peace, happiness of Nibbana. Sadhu, Sadhu, Sadhu. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.